Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. These stories contain distressing themes and brief descriptions of violence. This content is not suitable for children and listener discretion is advised. It was an ordinary Wednesday evening in January 1994, and just shy of 8pm. Catherine Maidens had just put her baby down to sleep upstairs in the home she shared with her husband Terry in Whitestone, Uneaton. Downstairs, Terry sat on the sofa in the front living room, their four-year-old son on his lap, watching Coronation Street. So when there was a knock at the door, it was Catherine who went to answer it. Through the window she saw the person was wearing a motorcycle helmet and she immediately assumed it was a pizza delivery man knocking on the wrong house. After all, all the homes on Stainforth Close were so similar. It was when she opened the door to a sawn-off double-barreled shotgun in her face that she knew it was no pizza delivery. My name's Benjamin Fitton from They Walk Among Us. Welcome to Murder Town, the podcast. Following each episode of Crime and Investigation's true crime TV series, we'll explore another case right here. Before Catherine had a chance to react, the gunman pushed her backwards into the hall as he passed her going straight for the living room. Terry moved his son from his lap, standing up as the gunman entered the room. There was no hesitation as the gun was lifted to Terry's head firing the first shot point blank and immediately a second into his chest. He fell to the floor as the killer turned around calmly and walked out of the house without a word. 26-year-old Catherine and their young son were unharmed. By the time the police and ambulance arrived, Terry was pronounced dead. He had been killed instantly. When detectives began investigating, it was clear the killer had come in specifically to kill. There was no communication with Catherine, there was no burglary, and he left immediately after. The way the killer came into the house seemed like an execution, like a contract killing. From the outset, however, there was one thing they could not establish. Why would anyone want the 34-year-old factory operations manager and devoted father dead? They had no clue. Looking at the lead-up to the murder, 
nothing out of the ordinary had occurred in Terry's day or life. He had spent the day at Linpack Mouldings, the Witten Birmingham-based plastics manufacturer, where he was the factory manager. After work, he had driven home, taking the couple's eldest son to a scout meeting before going home to the rest of the family. Terry had been employed by Linpack for 19 years, originally working for them in Southend-on-Sea, Essex. It was at the Southend plant that he met Catherine, who worked in the accounts department. Two years earlier in 1991, he had been offered a promotion and the couple and their young family moved to Nuneaton, with Terry becoming a manager at the factory there. Terry was not known to police and everyone in his life was baffled as to any motive whatsoever. The only thing that made any sense was that it was a hit gone bad and the police told the public they were prioritising the possibility that the gunman got the wrong house that night. There are only two styles of houses on Stainforth Close, and even then they are almost identical. Red brick, two-storey detached or semi-detached homes, each with a single closed car garage and a centred front door. Two miles southeast of the centre of Nuneaton, Whitestone was just a few farms until around 1920. The now desirable suburb didn't see real growth, however until the post-war housing developments of the 50s through 70s. A number of private housing developments became what is now Whitestone, given its name from the historical Whitestone jutting from the ground, the traveller's milestone that remains there today. As Nuneaton expanded, it became a somewhat large commuter town for Coventry and Birmingham, with the entire region home to many engineering, automotive and aerospace manufacturers and suppliers. For someone like Terry working in Birmingham, Whitestone was a logical place for him and his family. It was quiet and safe. Detective Superintendent Tony Bayliss of the Warwickshire CID held a news conference, saying they were keeping an open mind as to whether it was a contract killing. He said in part, quote, The killing of Terry Maidens was cold, was calculated, and was as callous as one can imagine. It was a very cool and calm killing, but at the moment there is nothing in his background that could suggest why Terry was killed and what could possibly have motivated such a brutal murder. What is certain is that Mr. Maiden's killer is extremely dangerous and must be caught immediately. Catherine said, I have spent the last two days desperately looking for a reason to this killing, but I cannot think of anyone at all who would have anything to do with this. They called on anyone with any information to come forward, realising that on the evening of the murder many families would have been inside watching Coronation Street, just like Terry. That episode of Corrie was a huge TV event, with popular character Reg Holdsworth marrying Maureen Naylor. Detective Superintendent Bayliss said that a vital clue had been found at the crime scene and would be important in the hunt for the killer. The shotgun cartridge left on the floor was an LX Alpha Max .3 cartridge, normally used for hunting fowl, and was rare enough that they hoped someone might know of an individual who used these. Police questioned family and friends. They spoke with colleagues and also tracked down past co-workers and friends in Southend, 
but it brought them no closer to any answers. The public were asked if they had seen or knew of anyone wearing an Air Force blue full-face motorcycle helmet, a lighter blue quilted waist-length jacket and boots, on or around that time. There was no proof the killer even had a motorbike that night, but they were just assuming so. Two days after Terry's murder, the Newcastle Journal published a short piece stating that the killing, quote, adds a new dimension to the rising wave of crime which has swept the Midlands. Police have long called for more controls over the availability of firearms, and this has more than proved their point. This man is far too dangerous to be on the loose. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There had long been calls for tighter gun control across the United Kingdom. Prior to 1995, Deactivated firearms could be held by collectors in Britain without a license. It was discovered that droves of these deactivated semi and fully automatic weapons were being bought and sold then reinstated in criminal circles. Often a deactivated firearm would be purchased for around £100, but fixed up and sold working for up to 10 times that amount. And then in 1996 the Dunblane massacre occurred and everything changed. In 1997 and 1998, both the provisions of the Firearms Amendment Act 1997 and the Firearms Amendment No. 2 Act 1997 came into force. These acts effectively prohibited the private possession of all calibres of handgun, apart from a few exceptions, for example by vets for the purposes of humane animal shootings and registered sporting guns. No longer were guns allowed for any other private use, even with a license. An amnesty took place and a buyback scheme, which similarly also took place in Australia at the time, where over 160,000 handguns were surrendered and mostly destroyed. Terry's murder was one of eight homicides in Warwickshire in 1994 and one of the 49 in the West Midlands. That year, 
Warwickshire Police's main concerns were thefts and burglaries, and to have a homicide on their hands with no obvious motive was highly unusual. Three days following Terry's murder, on Saturday, January 29th, police utilised the press to send a message to a man they wished to speak to, someone they had been tipped off about but were unable to locate. In the interests of public safety, police had made the unusual choice to name the person wanted for questioning in Terry Maiden's murder. Newspapers across the region printed callouts for a man whose red Suzuki motorcycle had been found abandoned near Stirling, Scotland, on the M9 motorway. The bike was registered to 40-year-old Colin Leslie Middleton of Woodgate Valley. When police looked into Middleton, they found that he had been, until recently, an employee at the Birmingham Linpack Mouldings factory. A warning went out that Middleton may well be armed, and he was considered dangerous. Superintendent Bayliss said, quote, We wish to speak with him urgently. If anyone knows of his whereabouts or sees him, on no account should he be approached. Bayliss told the press that Middleton owned shotguns, but they were missing from his home. Scottish police were trying to track down the motorcycle helmet, as well as the clothing the gunman had been wearing. After a photo of Colin Middleton was released, police then received their first tip from a member of the public. A lorry driver from Perthshire, Scotland called in to say he recognised the man in the picture. He had picked up the man in Stirling, close to where the motorbike had been abandoned and driven him to Pitlochry. Then the owner of a local hotel called the Craigwrack had also recognised the man as a guest currently staying at his hotel. In fact, the man was well known in town, as he often holidayed there. He had stayed at the hotel before. The day after the murder, the man had checked into the hotel and paid a few nights up front. The man had mingled with guests at the bar the following night. That evening, three detective constables, plain-clothed and unarmed, sat in wait at the hotel lounge, while armed officers positioned themselves outside. Just after 9pm, Colin Middleton came down from his room. The officers approached him and Middleton was arrested. Officers then checked his room, finding his firearms. After Terry's murder, Middleton had left his home and gone to Cheshire, before going north to Scotland, to the place he regularly holidayed in Pitlochry. Police arrived at the hotel, arresting Middleton and taking him back to Nuneaton to be questioned. 40-year-old Colin Middleton lived alone in a council maisonette in Bartley Green, Birmingham. His neighbours described him as a nice, quiet guy who had a rough time recently with work. They had been told that he had been made redundant some months earlier from his job at Linpack Mouldings nearby, but they believed he had taken on a new job fairly quickly, though had taken sick leave. In Nuneaton, Middleton was remanded in custody for three days on suspicion of murder. Charges were then brought against him and he would appear at Nuneaton Magistrates Court charged with both the legal possession of firearms for which he had no licence and the murder of Terry Maidens. It was at Birmingham Crown Court that Colin Middleton pleaded not guilty to the charge of murder. 
Over the week-long trial, the court heard that up until two and a half months before Terry's killing, Middleton had been employed by Linpack as a toolmaker on night shifts. In the lead-up to his departure from the company, Terry had received reports that Middleton had been refusing to carry out tasks on the job and refusing to take direction from senior staff. He was also reported to be intimidating other workers. Terry moved him to day shifts and Middleton was furious. Shortly after, on November 9th, Colin Middleton's fury came to a head when during an outburst on site, Middleton kicked a factory door and was subsequently reprimanded again by Terry. Colin Middleton walked off the job that day. He then went off sick and never returned to the factory or contacted them again. It was unclear what transposed in the mind of Middleton over the coming two and a half months, but at trial, Mr. Timothy Raggett QC prosecuting described Middleton becoming obsessed with Terry Maidens, and from there, planned his execution. In court, Middleton argued that he was present at the house that night. He was still so angry about the situation at work that, according to him, he just wanted to punch Terry on the nose. He agreed that he was in possession of a double-barreled sawn-off shotgun, but that the only reason he had the gun was if he needed to shoot the hinges off the front door of the home. He had apparently no intention of shooting Terry. He claimed that when he entered the house that night, he walked through to the lounge and tripped. The gun had gone off accidentally. The prosecution didn't buy it. Two shots point blank to Terry's head and chest did not match an accidental firing of a shotgun. Catherine Maidens took the stand, describing the man that killed her husband as having laughing eyes. And when the jury read their guilty verdict, Middleton was reported to have smirked. Both cheers and sobs were heard in the public gallery. When the judge, Mr Justice Latham, spoke to Middleton, he said, quote, The evidence I've heard makes it plain to me that there will be a need for considerable care to be taken in assessing you over the next few years to establish the extent for which you need help. Catherine Maiden spoke outside the court, quote, Nobody is able to bring back my husband, but at least justice, as far as our judicial system allows, has been done. I'm Catherine Kelly, host of Crime and Investigation's true crime TV series, Murder Town. Join me next Monday at 9pm for my visit to Grimsby, a town where a gruesome discovery triggered the biggest crime investigation in North East Lincolnshire in the 21st century. For more information on the series, head to crimeandinvestigation.co.uk and let us know your thoughts by searching for Crime and Investigation on social media or using hashtag MurderTown. The MurderTown podcast is hosted by Benjamin Fitton, researched and written by Anna Priestland, and edited and produced by Chloe Frost. My name's Dr Fern Riddell and I'm the host of Not What You Thought You Knew, a brand new podcast series from history. In each episode, we'll explore some unexpected historical characters 
to reveal not just their incredible stories, but also why they're so important for changing the way we look at the past. Episodes include the Black British history of the Mary Rose, Henry VIII's sunken ship, Mary Anning, a fossil hunter who showed the gentleman scientists of the day what's what, and Afra Ben, Charles II's spy in the Netherlands and the first female playwright. Subscribe to Not What You Thought You Knew on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast or your favourite podcast app, or search for History UK to find out more. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.